And then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. I can't catch a break, guys. Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. And real life. I, know. I was looking at some bad haircuts in that, in that intro as well, but let's not pay attention to it. Some COVID haircuts, that's the way. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should get some new clips. Maybe we should get some new footage. Yeah. Take note, time for some new clips. Um, so, guys, why do you do another episode? Sorry, 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 sorry. I already started. How do you feel about a new audio intro? You like the audio intro? I feel like we could we could update. Everything can be tweaked and improved over time. I, I feel. love it. So, I do love it. Yeah, no, anyway, sorry. <laughs> So anyone, anyone who's watching, welcome to another episode of the Fighting Fit Show, watching or listening, if you're watching live or doing the playback. Um, just so everybody knows, we have finally managed to get this in the schedule. Um, so this will be happening every Monday at 12 o'clock, okay? So you can kind of expect us. I'm not sure if we're going to keep going live. We possibly will keep going live, but uh, there will definitely be a new episode recorded every Monday. Today's episode is going to be about the seven habits of highly effective people or seven habits that you can use to uh, get better health and fitness results, essentially. Because, you know, the way you do anything is the way you do everything and everything kind of transfers across. The more effective you're in one area of your life means you've got the skills to be more effective in other areas of your life. Uh, the core concept of this podcast concepts are going to come from a book called the seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey this topic was requested by one of our best members mary hoy who's currently reading the book or at least was before i went to the holidays two weeks ago it is a pretty meaty book so i'm not sure if she's finished it yet and um, it's a topic that we are quite familiar with i would consider the seven habits of highly effective people to be I would put, if not number one in the top three of the best say personal development books of all time um so that said, I'll let you jump in, Brandon. Just give us your thoughts on on the book and the the podcast today. Well, so it's exactly what it says in the tin. I mean, who doesn't want to be a highly effective person? So yeah. seven habits. Seven's one of those magic numbers, you know, seven, thirteen. Um, but this is it. It's, it's short in terms of concept. It is quite meaty, obviously, in terms of the actual book itself. I was looking there on YouTube before we got started, just kind of brush up. I think there's like six minute breakdowns on. The habits i'm sure we're going to try and give our best synopsis today but the book in itself is some one of these things that you'll find if you read this book or listen to this podcast and you take on these principles you'll find these principles across many great books and so obviously anything that you find to be said again and again across different things is like that's what we call a universal truth it's like many people through their own perspective maybe not having read this book or you might find yourself you know, maybe your granny or your brother or your sister or your coach told you a bit of advice just like this or something that rings true, almost like one of these habits. Put first things first, for example. You know, it's like this is what we want to do is we want to understand a principle that can be applied broadly and also understood universally across many different ways to find something that can be true again and again and again to be universally, universally useful. And as I said, this is like it's seven's not that many you know seven is pretty hammered down as you're going to get so cutting out all the yeah. bullshit cutting out all the nonsense seven habits if you can't like seven habits if you can't nail down seven habits over the rest of your life and then again even better if you can nail down seven habits over the rest of your life it's something super simple 
And again, something that can be applied broadly. It doesn't matter if it's sport, fitness, business, social, um, emotional. It's like these habits can be applied broadly and very, very useful. And obviously for yourself, you've applied them in the business and we've been you know, moderately successful so far. And I've applied them in my own um, work in, in the business and also you know, in fitness and all this kind of stuff. And I found them to be insanely useful. Yeah, it's just one of those one of those books. It's just one of those great books that I feel like should be the foundation of anybody's um, personal development. Yeah, hundred percent. And just as you said there, you kind of mentioned universal truths. Anybody that is interested in the kind of personal development space space will notice that a lot of the same stuff is repeated, and a lot of it takes inspiration from from the Bible and spirituality and kind of more esoteric. Uh, type teachings you know people are familiar with the law of attraction and different things like uh, you know being proactive like this this kind of essentially what, what the law of attraction is like being a proactive person really um kind of what you what you put out comes back um you know i feel like the universal truth is such a key part of it because it's the same stuff you've heard this same message in probably 20 different ways over your lifetime um but it's just kind of sometimes you just need to find the find the right words that can really resonate with us and we can actually take action on because that's just, at the end of the day is going to be going to be that that the the thing that makes the biggest difference do we take action on the information that we have or not and that's hopefully what's going to um what's going to make the difference with this podcast is that you actually hopefully take take some action because maybe you know the way we said it because you know us personally um is what kind of help really kind of makes it resonate and get you get you off your bum and get out there and doing some stuff okay and just while you were speaking there i was looking up the definition because obviously it's called seven habits of highly effective people so just kind of considering like, you know, what does it mean to be an effective person? What does the word effective mean? Because obviously there's many words that you could use there. Seven habits to be a successful person, seven habits um, to be a happy person, seven habits, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. But I feel like the word effective um, is a good choice there. The Obviously it's an adjective, but it basically means to have an intended or expected effect to produce a strong impression, impression or response, um, mm. you know, so to create, to, so, Again, this kind of whole concept of intentions, you know, to um, to start with an intention, but then to also get the result, get the outcome. So to kind of be a, an, a proactive outcome-based uh, person. Um, I That's think definitely that something that I've noticed in, in, in fitness, especially obviously in the last number of years we've dealt with so many people. So many people, they set up goals and then you ask them how they're doing and they say oh not too bad and that's they're not being effective you know so they're you know it's oh i set out to lose goals oh i'm getting fitter that's not the goal you're you have not been effective in what you wanted to do with the program obviously in in in, in the definition that you laid it out is like being effective is like you want to be an effective person you want to be able to you know say what you're going to do and then do it and get the result that you set out to do and that's what this book is all about is like, are you being effective for the goals that you set out as a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea. Bring up the definition. Yeah, effective, effective is such a such a powerful word. Excuse me. And then so now, kind of, we'll kind of run through the habits briefly. I feel like we've done this. We did do this once before, maybe three, four years ago, back when, when I was here. Um, That's one of my said, one another one of my favorite things that you you said is like people don't need new information. We just need reminder. And as we said, this is like this is a super important book. So even if you heard it all before, it's super important, even for myself and yourself, to just be reminded and just refresh you can never do with enough refresh i think i was listening to somebody there on the book um, the obstacle is the way and he was saying that one of the great people i think it was like what do you call him 
what do you call that? Cool really guy. He's, it, it, it was his book. Somebody um, had listened to him. Meditations. Who was uh, Theodore Roosevelt had listened to re- uh, meditations like you know a hundred times in his life. And so again, it's just about this reminding process. It's like yes, you know the information. Remind yourself. Bathe in it. Like stay. Yeah. Keep the information fresh in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Because that whole thing, the things the Bruce Lee quote, like I fear not the man who has you know practice 10,000 kicks but the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times like you don't need 100 books you probably need 10 books and then you know just keep reading them books over and over and over again until it sinks in I said yeah. I've said this before on podcast the thing I love the most about the personal development industry um or not necessarily industry but maybe the ideas and philosophies that are taught um within the industry is that you don't need to apply them perfectly to get amazing results you know, like I, I honestly, the, the, the most amazing thing is the fi- fact that I feel like for me personally, I'm still a massive work in progress. But um, applying these principles um, incoherently or un- inconsistently over the last number of years, but still being proactive and applying them, um, although be it inter- intermittently, um, has been so powerful, has been massively life changing. You know, you don't have to be perfect. I can look and think when I look back at different goals and stuff that I said, like, you know, a better 40% success rate. If you do it 40% of the time, you're going to keep moving forward. Every year is going to get better than the last year. Um, and over time, you will kind of compound and build build pretty good habits um, and get some pretty good results just from using these principles. Because you forget, like, it's easy, this concept, I know Chris was talking about it before, with the, with the devil stuff and this kind of concept of drifting. You fall away, you forget, you kind of come fall off course, you get distracted for a couple of weeks, couple of months, and then you kind of remind yourself about your, your core goals, your priorities, you get back on track. It's this kind of constant process of adjusting the sale and getting back on track. And, you know, um, so just, just to kind of let people know that maybe aren't perfect people uh, like myself, but again, you don't have to implement these things, even just level one of awareness, being aware of these concepts. And then when you find yourself acting, maybe reactively, at least then you're aware of it and you can because awareness is obviously the first step involved in changing things um but that's it what i'll do is i'll do a brief brief one through if anybody is watching and not listening we have got the seven habits up on the screen here uh, just to keep us on track so habit number one is about being proactive this is really all about taking responsibility for your life habit number two is called beginning with the end in mind and this is essentially about defining your mission and your goals for your life habit number three is to put first things first, prioritize and do the most important thing first. Have number four is think win-win, have an everyone can win attitude, you know, so um, it's not like for me to for me to gain, somebody else has to lose, everybody can win at the same time. Have a number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So listen to people sincerely. Have a number six, synergy, work together to achieve more. Uh, you know, the sum of the, the sum of the, the whole is it is greater than the sum of the individual parts. You know, so if I have, say if me and Brandon are working together, one plus one equals two. But because we work together, we can actually probably get the same work done as maybe three or four or five men, and because we're synergizing and we're kind of complementing each other's skills. Uh, habit number seven: sharpen the saw, renew yourself regularly. So this is kind of what this this podcast is all about. People are interested in personal development. It's constantly sharpening the saw, constantly, you know, op- having your mind open, having a growth mindset to new information, and not necessarily being closed-minded or fixed-minded and be willing to let go of beliefs um beliefs the actions behaviors habits that don't serve you and don't kind of move you in the right the right direction but again caveat you don't have to be perfect to get a lot of benefits out of this kind of stuff you just have to have a good intentions intention i feel like is, is one of the keys um in fact it's, so probably, you... it's probably gonna it's probably gonna be impossible to be perfect that's the thing about it it's like who's yeah. perfect 
whoever does anything perfectly it's like so that's what what seems to be for an awful lot of great coaches that i listen to is is like that's a cop-out is that you know the the perfectionist mindset is you know very generally speaking it's like if you can't do it perfectly you're going to quit so you know it's very you know it's a very you're threading a very thin line yeah very very true um so I'll let you take it away there, Brandon, because um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on particularly the first one, being proactive and about taking responsibility for life. Um, what does that help it mean to you? And what can people do practically to apply it in their own life? Obviously, it, apply, it depends on what your goal is. So, But being proactive is essentially instead of being reactive. So, you know, we, we are reactive when we wake up. We've, we wake up whenever we want. So that's being reactive. I'm just going to let's say it's Saturday, I'm going to wake up whenever I wake up and then I'll see how I feel with the day. That's been reactive. Whereas being proactive is setting the alarm the night before, setting some intention and saying, okay, well, here's what I need to do tomorrow. And I'm now with the benefit of foresight. You know, people say hindsight's 2020. Foresight's pretty good as well, to be honest. You know, So if we can start actually using foresight and start saying, right, okay, what, what do I expect to come up what's the worst case scenario that could happen and let's plan for that so let's say i wake up and it is raining you know it's like well what am i going to do it's like well let's make sure we've got the coat there we've got the the snacks for the day that we need we know that we're going to be hungry come lunchtime we know that our friend might call us we know that the 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 temptation is going to kick in whatever it is it's like so we have to be ready for the challenges that are going to going to occur and we have to expect that we're not going to show up and be our best self like that's probably when one of the most drastic changes that i've made is i now stop expecting my best self to show up and it's funny now how how foreign of a concept that seems but i used to always expect to wake up feeling amazing so i'll see how i feel hoping that i'd feel perfect in fact that's rarely the case so now what i do is i just i just do it and know i'll feel fantastic after and so that's kind of what being proactive is all about so again let's just kind of break down the train so the night before we design a meal plan we say right here's what i'm going to eat tomorrow what time am i going to get up at what time am i going to work out at what's my schedule look like at work you know what time do i need to be there for what time is my lunch time where am i going to go for lunch who am i going to hang out with that's proactive and so i'm goal orientated for the day and so everything else is built around those goals otherwise i'm going to make no progress or i'm going to make very yeah. scattered and little progress and even if I get 60% of it right and 40% of it wrong. It's like, that's still going to be a whole pile better than if I just had a got up and hope for the best, cross my fingers. I hope to God, you know, I arrive at the shop and they've got the perfect lunch laid out for me. It's like the chance, and again, you know, fair enough. It's, naivety is comes from inexperience, but, you know, after you've had a couple of experience and you understand that's not the case, it's like, right, we're going to have to start taking the information that we know now and planning ahead. So, you know, prepared, fail, prepare, prepare to fail. That's what proact being proactive is all about. Yeah, I think it's been being absolutely responsible. Kind of uh, a little bit of overlap here, I find, with the extreme ownership by Jocko Willink um, in the sense that you've got to be responsible for the outcomes in, in your life. So, for example, you know, you can blame government, you can blame the weather, you can blame the economy, but at the end of the day, you have to be ultimately responsible for the outcomes in your life. And that's kind of what being a proactive person, I feel all about, I feel is all about, um, I use the example in the book as far as I can remember about the, the weather and it's something that we kind of commonly say you know some people complain about the rain other people just buy a raincoat you know or bring an umbrella with them you know people say like you know by choosing not to carry an umbrella uh, with you everywhere you go you're 
accepting that every once in a while you're going to get the you're going to get soaked by the rain you know because you because you made that that decision not to carry an umbrella which everywhere um these are kind of examples of what we call extreme ownership the extreme ownership for outcomes so being a proactive person it was taking ultimate responsibility for your life and the outcomes that you're getting because if you're a reactive person you're blaming your friends you're blaming work you're blaming time you're blaming finances at the end of the day you have to look for um the ways that you can um impact the outcomes in these situations and these kind of different areas of your life otherwise you know if you're not in control it means somebody else is in control of your life and that's not a good place to be so always looking for opportunities to take more responsibility and be a proactive person that is happening number one and it's happening number one for a reason because starting with that mindset to say listen i am responsible for all outcomes in my life that is that is the key that is the starting point because without that as i said you're 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 relying on other people um you're relying on other people's circumstances to get the outcomes that you want and that's not necessarily going to be a strategy for success uh, based on it, many 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 yeah. successful people and on the other side as well is like also like obviously the the mentality to take ownership for it is is one thing but the other thing is like the actionable step is is the plan it's like i have so many people it's like you know their big focus is weight loss and it's like and they don't have a plan like like a a, a time a distance for their steps and they don't have a meal plan for their food it's like that is ridiculous now obviously look i understand naivety beginner i understand but after that it's like what are you doing <laughs> it's like how can you call so like I always equate it to a mortgage. It's like the first thing people do when they want to get a mortgage, because they are serious about a mortgage, because they really want it, you know. And so they sit down and do a budget. You know, they know what's expected of them. They know what they, they try and predict the obstacles and try to predict what they have going for them, what they don't have going for them, and they minimize the cost. But they sit down and do a plan to lay it all in front of them it's because they're serious. And I find that people just don't take fat loss or fitness or health serious enough to sit down and write a plan and it is that serious and it should be treated as such and if you want to be successful you're going to need a plan you have to be proactive you need at least some kind of structure and you'll get loads of it wrong and you'll chop and change it and review and that's kind of where we come back to you know habit number seven in sharpen so renew yourself regularly so it's like right fair enough you made a plan it's not a good plan let's sharpen it up a little bit yeah exactly let's take take the feedback okay so that's kind of number one being proactive that leads into habit number two which is begin with the end in mind so this is define your mission and goals in life so just the, the power of just having goals and again as Jim Rohn would say setting the sail so knowing what direction we're going in it doesn't mean that you can't adjust the direction you can't change course as life changes and you're kind of going through different seasons in life and your priorities will definitely change like you know I don't have the same goals I had even a year ago or definitely not five years ago um, you know so it's okay that the, these things can change but it's so important that we begin with the end in mind and the powerful example used in the book is you project yourself to your funeral so essentially at your funeral you're a spirit looking down from above and all your favorite people you pick somebody from your family somebody from work somebody from your community one of your friends like say maybe your top five top five favorite people in all different areas of your life and ask yourself what do i want these people to say at my eulogy so for example brandon's my brother you know what do i want my brother to say about me if i was to pass away what do i want him to get up and say i want him to say you know that i was a generous hard-working person um somebody who was fun and light-hearted but then how am I supposed to do all these things if I'm coming to work and I'm being super serious and, you know, I'm be, being, you know, uh, scarcity minded and X, Y, Z. So it's like really important that we address where we want to get in the end, because so often people, I think the example they give them the book, put the ladder up against the wrong wall. Whereas like they've been working towards something was like that path was never going to lead you where you wanted to go or them actions were never going to get you the outcome that you wanted uh, because you didn't begin with the end of mind. You didn't start at the end and then, work your way back what we like to do is like say like reverse engineer this is kind of what i do with people in consultations i'd ask them 
where do you want to be in three months, six months, 12 months? And then we sent you, okay, we, we first of all, we say, okay, where are we today? Like a GPS, where are we today? Where do you want to be in 12 months? And then we basically just work our way back to make sure that the actions, the plan that we set out day to day, week to week is going to move us in that direction. Whereas, you know, maybe you mentioned, you know, some people just maybe don't seem to be that serious and maybe because they're, they're focused on the workouts when, okay, that's going to get you fit and strong. But, you know, if your outcome that's is to lose weight and get into yeah. that size 10, you would really be probably better off skipping the gym and using that time to go home and meal prep or cook some healthy dinners or, or something like that. That could literally be a better use of your time. But again, you know, people are getting sweaty and are burning calories. You know, they don't necessarily tend to put a lot of a lot of value in it. But again, this is what the whole thing is: beginning with the end in mind. You know, having having a mission, having goals for your life that directs and orientates you and provides that motivation. Like, you know, motive, goals should motivate you. You know, like um, or more so, seeing progress towards goals motivates you. This is kind of more so big on like you know, weighing and stuff and kind of the Monday and Friday way that we posted about today. You know. The reason you want to get people to win on Fridays is because you want to see the progress that you've made over the weeks, so that you're more motivated over the weekend to maintain them results, you know, rather than saying, like, you know, Brandon, I'll give you 100 euro if you lose five or two pounds this week. I'm like, okay, that's pretty motivated. I'm going, to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, come about, it's your friend's bear at the part of gosh, or feck it, or, you know, I don't really need 100 euro of the grand. And then, but if I was to say to you, Brandon, I'm going to take that 100 euro from you, you're much more likely to take the action because psychologically we're, we're, we're wired to protect what we already have. So on Friday, if you realize that you've already lost two pounds, you're not going to want to gain that two pounds back. You're not going to lose that. So you protect it a little bit better. Um, that's kind of the the, 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 the thinking behind the, the, the twice weekly weigh-ins and getting people to weigh in on a Friday because Monday is the day where people's weight is most likely to fluctuate. Um, but again, beginning with the end in mind, where do you want to be at the end? And again, at the end of your life as well, like doing some deep thinking, like where do you want to be at the end of your life? What do you want the people to care about you uh, or the people that you care about to say about you when you go? What kind of impact, what kind of experience you want to have with these people? And then doing your best to kind of reverse engineer, uh, reverse engineer that. Yeah. So next one. At all. Yeah. Next one, have a number three. This is about putting first things first. So again, it's a nice simple product. Like next year, as, as I reach through this, this is kind of really how I structure my structure my consultations with people, kind of just from, from from being exposed to this information. You know, obviously starting with kind of being a proactive person, you know, helping making sure people know that you know you're ultimately responsible for these outcomes, beginning with the end of mind, where do you want to be at the end of this journey? And then putting first things first and saying, okay, what are the actions and behaviors that we have to take day to day, week to week in order to achieve these things? Um, but more so and I do this a lot, like making sure that I get up in the morning, you know, that the first thing I do before I check emails, before I, you know, go on Slack and before I, you know, I kind of get into a reactive mode, kind of responding to other people's questions, other people's needs. I try and make sure that I'm doing, working on my goal first, you know, so I'm putting my, like, what is the, what is the thing that's going to affect change the most in my life? And I'm trying to work on that most of the time. Again, not something I always do. Sometimes I get pulled into the, into the, the, the tasks of the day and the firefighting different things. But again, when you're being proactive that's what it looks like you're 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 carving at that time you're putting first things first you know if your ultimate goal is to lose weight and you're waiting to see how the day goes before you're booking your workout or you're waiting to see how you feel tomorrow before you know you decide what you have for breakfast and lunch probably not going to be a good strategy because again if your ultimate goal is to is to lose weight putting first things first looks like having a meal plan having the shopping plan, having the meals prepped having the meals prepared and that's how you're going to do it and again like most things all you said there done, but... all you said there four times in a row was meals 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 and that is first things yeah. first with fitness that's the thing that's the thing that people well, weight loss. Like, yeah eh, eat, but like what else 
Like, I mean, well, I strength, really... strength and muscle, like, you know, like your diet, like, you know, to be fair, like some people lift heavy weights consistently over a period of time, they're going to get stronger regardless of what they're eating. Like the body is, is pretty adaptable. Um, but if, but in terms... I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people eddy for like, and, and, and do, do good training. Like, it's not like, they're, like, it's not to, like to do bad training. It's like, do good training. They just end up injured and weak and the same. And it's because the nutrition just isn't there. Like, I mean, the, the, the big thing is for like people do workouts first and second, protein second. It's like, Honestly, I would. I have found for myself, and I've taken taken quite a long time off training with having nonsense effects from COVIDs and all this kind of stuff. Like I found myself staying in great shape just by keeping my protein up alone. You know, it's like the body, like the body is under stress day to day, walking around, living your life. It's like your body will improve in muscle tone if you just hit your protein, even without training. You know. Yeah. I, I, so, did, I did see some sort of infographic recently it was kind of relating to a study that showed like you do need to do a very minimal amount of exercise to maintain maintain muscle and strength getting yeah. there obviously is the hard part but you don't have to do a huge amount to keep it and obviously you know moderate, moderately high protein diet is one of the key key ways to do that like i mean like first things first i don't care who you are or what you're doing it's like if and again i know this from being an athlete i know training like very very hard and fair enough i got good results with a, with a crappy diet because I was young and in the prime of my life, you know, I was 14 to 20 years of age, absolutely slogging it. But the nutrition was only so-so, like even below par. And yeah, you do develop a good base, but that's only because you have all the benefit of youth on your side. But if you don't have the benefit of youth on your side and you're really trying to, and again, imagine where I'd be if my nutrition had been where it was, if it was dialed in when I was a teenager, my results would have doubled, you know? And so, energy levels would have soared performance markers would, would, would have boosted off the chart because if you if you're nutrition like you are what you eat it, your ability to repair and your body's ability to do the process just gets better and better and, and again we're talking about effectiveness it's like if you want to be effective it's like fecking around with your diet is the last thing you ever want to do and again back to what we said start that doesn't mean perfection perfection is perfection is what you see on instagram you know like my diet for what little i post on instagram you know is perfect but what i don't post on instagram is not perfect and so that's that's that that's where people get deluded is that they think that they've got an insight as to what actual people are eating and so very very high professional athletes will be damn near perfect because that's their job that is literally their paycheck relies on them being perfect just like some people you know go to the nth degree with their job but nutrition for the most part is like it starts with protein and vitamins and minerals and it's pretty much that simple it's like if you can't get your protein in take a supplement and if you're not getting your vitamins and minerals in take a supplement but i mean yeah. you have to have the bare bones first nutrition is key yeah, it, yeah no, 100%. i i definitely def i definitely do agree with that and again so just because again the, the i think we titled this this show um you know seven habits to get better results someone lines it up so again i'm assuming most people listening to this want to get better results in terms of let's run, fitness, so. let's run let's run through the habits that we work so far be proactive do your meal plan begin with the end of mind being a lean bean do your meal plan put first things first that's nutrition <laughs> and so yeah. so far it's like it should be it should be nutrition it should be planning and like i mean wor workouts for the most part are the easier part i would like i would yeah. much prefer to see anybody walking and dieting you know getting a good solid meal plan sustainable than see anybody working out with no meal plan and no walks it's like you're just you're you've, you've turned the thing on the head yeah well that, that is quite true but also then i do find because i do find things aren't necessarily as simple as kind of like you know input output a b i do find like things like um the workouts i found 
for me and for, for a lot of clients are what I would call a keystone habit. So when people exercise, when people are doing the workouts, so by prioritizing the workouts, that has an effect that makes them eat better than throughout the day because when they exercise, they eat more protein, drink more water, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, sometimes it can be like a, a roundabout way. I do feel like the workouts is key for a lot of people. Like when, cause you know, this is kind of the whole on the wagon, off the wagon. What does that look like for most people? On the wagon means I'm going to the gym and I'm eating well. Off the wagon means I miss the gym. So I'm getting the Chinese. Um, yeah. So, you know, I find that the 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 workouts can be a massive, um, massive keystone habit. That thing that when Momentum, people do that, they tend here. to eat better. Yeah, true. I agree. I agree. And when you exercise, you're more just because again, you've done a workout, you're more likely to want to go and eat your protein and have a healthy meal, less likely to eat shit. So, I do think that. And I really do feel like it's, I'm so, so like I really do feel like I feel like for like obviously that's the psychology. That's 100 percent the way it works, and that's many people's experience. But I feel like in my experience, and I have only been like in the situation I'm in now for the last seven months where exercise has been minimal and nutrition has been a priority. And I've like, I mean, I didn't think it was possible to maintain good results with very little training with such a, like the only thing that I could do is mobility and nutrition. And so it's like, with like the focus on nutrition, it's like, if, if we're talking about what's that thing, the one big thing, the one big thing that will make you look and feel better is um, is nutrition. the nutrition that backs it backs it all up obviously look exercise is if you can pill it and sell it you'd be a billionaire i mean like it's yeah. it's like i don't i don't want to underplay exercise or, or the benefits but i mean i can't like i feel like the the importance of nutrition for what people actually struggle with and the importance that it would have is like it's like the one big thing that the majority of people today like the majority of diseases and the, the, the majority of issues that people have is because of nutrition and, and dietary um, choices and so if we could really pin that in i mean exercise is just a fucking cherry on the top yeah that is true i, I do definitely agree with that um and then so say them first three habits so we got be proactive begin with the end of mind put first things first you can see here this little circle on the right hand side for anyone that's watching the video you know you can see that these are what we would call private victory so these are things kind of relating to yourself Okay, so being a proactive person, beginning with the end of mind, putting first things first, and then four, five, and six are one with the next, and these are the public victories. So these are essentially how you interact with people, um, say, in your community, um, relating to, relating to say, your goals. So habit number four, then, is thinking win-win, having everyone-can-win attitude. This is about understanding that for you to win, somebody else does not have to lose, and usually it, it, the outcome is a lot better if everybody wins so it's the kind of people thinking like, for me to make money you have to lose money for me to lose weight you have to gain weight it's like this kind of zero-sum thinking which is not uh, uh, a good way to think can you think of any good examples for that um saying relating to somebody's health and fitness journey um i can everybody can win attitude well something i would say is like one of the biggest issues that i noticed that people have is just kind of negotiating roles and responsibilities in life and so an awful lot of people I find are very self-sacrificing. And so that's one of it's a big problem for kind of chopping up rules and responsibilities and scheduling is like it needs to be win-win and they can be win-win. That's it was a massive thing factor for me is like, you know, I will I need to work out. That's that's a, like I need my hour pretty much seven days a week. If it's not seven days a week, it'll be six days a week. And so with Chloe at home, you know, it's like I will pretty much do anything and everything needed in order for her to feel like that's fair. So if I need to come home 
and you know lay on two hours of sole responsibility for the kids because that's what she feels she needs because she's after brunting the load for you know x amount of hours like well now she's not resentful of me training so that makes my training more sustainable you know so everything has yes. to be win-win you know if if i'm trying to develop a meal plan for me and chloe again you know it needs to be something that the two of us like, but it also needs to be high in protein and, you know, relatively low in calories, depending on what my goals are. And so it needs to be high in flavor. She needs to enjoy it. And so this can't, like, I'm not making two dinners. I want to make a win-win meal. So this is win for me, win for you. You get what you want, but I get what I want. So that's kind of how that affects me with my health and fitness. Obviously just divvying up roles and responsibilities. It's like I am no longer interested in relationships or like if anybody, if I ever say, oh, this is what I want and somebody sighs, it's like, right, we have a problem. I want to fix this. It's like, I don't, like, I don't need anybody to be bitter about this because then I don't feel good about it. And, you know, it's only a matter of time before you end up presenting me and then this isn't going to work. And so yeah. it's the same with personal training or anything like that. It's like the price has to be right for you to feel like I'm getting what I need out of this service or, you know, it's no deal. Win, win or no deal, I think is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. The win, win or no deal. Exactly. So it's kind of not, not kind of making, let's say like win, lose, I get something, but you lose or, you win, but I lose, or you know, it's, it's not about somebody. Somebody coming out better uh, yeah. from the exchange. Like everybody, everybody has to win. It's win, win, or no deal. That's essentially yeah. you know, I think people say like, you know, it's it's, it's fuck yeah or it's a no. You know, it's like yeah. hell yeah kind of thing. Like otherwise, I'm not going to do it. And that is a pretty good way, to, good way to to live. I do actually really like that example that you gave. Um, you know, Becca, yeah, more so thinking win-win in terms of health and fitness, in terms of how we deal with other people that maybe we're in relationships with. Uh, relationships with. Um, especially maybe like kids and partners, I think is important. It's kind of understanding that like, you know, if you have got a partner who is maybe struggling with their weight, and again, this whole thing you mentioned about kind of being resentful, like feeling that you're losing, that they're getting an hour to themselves means that you necessarily have, that you're losing. Whereas if you actually reframe and look at it a different way, like if you give that person that hour a day and, you know, their energy, their confidence, all these things are improving and actually would massively and drastically positively impact the relationship. So it actually is a win-win thing. So I think that some part of it is just kind of looking at things from from a different perspective or with a different frame and understanding the bigger picture sometimes with this stuff. Because I do know what you said, like that is one thing that holds a lot of people back is, you know, especially maybe mammies, I, I would say, are, are the most um, the most likely to, you know, skip training because of their kids' needs or their partner's needs or they don't want to put themselves first and say, like, actually, you know what it's probably actually better for me to go to the gym today and maintain my routine than let the kid go to soccer practice, if that's the thing. Like, you know, if, maybe maybe it's better. Maybe it's going to, because then maybe they get the night off, they get to, you know, spend time with their dad or their siblings or do something else. Yeah. That's it. But the other side of it as well is, like, in that process of setting up the initial routine is, like, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be setting up a win lose situation even if even if for your kids because you'll end up presenting your kids and you'll end up presenting their hobby so it's like you know it's like football's on every Monday Wednesday Friday you know ice hockey's on Tuesdays you know ballet's on Thursdays it's like already where's the time for your gym and so now what it is is like oh fuck I've taken a football and yeah. so that now that's a negative attitude and that's not fair in yeah. the kid because that's you a win lose them. Yeah. Exactly, and it's a, it's a win lose situation because again they're getting what they need or want, but you're not necessarily getting what you need or want. So yeah, so that was kind of a, a kind of a, a put first things first um, habit. Is like you forgot you didn't put first things first because you didn't put say your workouts or your meal planning into your into your schedule. Kind of going through life with your fingers crossed, hoping that you'll find the time um, to make it happen, which which doesn't always work. And um, then the other side of it as well is like the whole win win thing is like it's something i have to be very very cautious of and something i very really watch out with clients is some people literally rush 
because they like you know whatever they've learned growing up they rush to put themselves under the bus like they literally like like oh no no, no i'll do this you you win and yeah. you know obviously like that's not a fair scenario and that person will unless they are literally christ embodied will end up presenting you 100 like even yeah. even with all the best intention in the world is like you can only you can only you know undercut somebody so many times before they start feeling hard done by and that's you need to watch for people that will do that purposely do not let that happen even if you think it's like oh thank you so much do this big massive favor for me so no no no, i don't like i honestly don't want that i want win-win you know I, because because yeah. now on the other side you're indebted to them you know which exactly. again could yeah. eat into your resources and you might not have the time to be indebted to somebody you're just looking for a win-win situation um yeah. in order to be everybody, everybody gets something good out of the situation that, yeah. that has to be the has to be the key. And just because we're, we're getting tight for time, we're going to uh, jump on to the next one. And this is first seek to understand, then to be understood. So it's just all about listening to people sincerely. I think this is the one that I struggle with the most. And I think a lot of people struggle with the most in communication skills is probably one of the biggest um, skill gaps we have um, in the world at the minute. I feel like this is where there's so much hostility between groups. Nobody actually listens to people. Like all the people that get banned, one of the big ones for me was just Jordan Pearson and just like from being somebody who has read his book and kind of listened to, you know, several hours of his podcast and that kind of stuff and taking the time to genuinely, to sincerely listen to his ideas and what he has to say. I was like, how could anyone like genuinely hate this person? I was like, did you actually listen to what he said? And I feel like most of the time it's not. People maybe look at snippets or clips and things that are maybe taken out of context. That's just one example of, of many, really. It's uh, probably one of the most popular options, just more so because I seen the thing with Cristiano Ronaldo. We've done a he was in a picture with Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo recently, and then I seen a, it was like a Joe.e article or something today or some along the lines of that, basically saying you know um, Cristiano Ronaldo has tarnished his legacy from taking a picture with Jordan Pearson. I'm like, who would possibly think that? Who are the like who are these people that you know like did they like just did they take the time to sincerely listen, sincerely understand somebody else's point of view and kind of where they're coming from? I feel like when you take the time to do that, it's very hard to hate somebody when you have genuine empathy from from for their position. Um, but again, that's that's seek first to understand, then to be understood. So make sure you understand the person that you're communicating with before you then try to maybe uh, push your beliefs uh, or push your agenda maybe onto them, uh, understanding where they're coming from. I would just say, obviously, like I said, we're pushed for time. But if you want to go deeper into that point and that point alone, and again, if you're having problems in relationships or you know employment or anything, it's like one of the best books for that. I'm sure we we talked about it at, at nauseum is how to win friends and influence people. It's like that, like that. If you come away from that and you don't have have at least one bonus point on your communication skills, I'd be very, very surprised. It is very, very insightful and goes into detail and gives plenty of examples how to actually listen and what good communication skills are. And it was very, very valuable for me. Again, just learn to shut up and try and generally take in what the other person's saying because it is it and again it makes people feel good about your relationship with them that you actually listen and it's not just like because I know people that I've got relationships with and I'm as soon as I'm talking, I'm halfway through my thought, I haven't fully explained it. They've just started talking about what they wanted to say. And yeah. as you know, as somebody who wants to listen, I you'll kind of kind of take a back seat and try and listen and understand where they're coming from. But when that is constantly happening and they're never taking on board what you said, it's like it's it, oh, it's so infuriating. Yeah, but I, I do feel like this is probably one of the hardest ones to, to implement. It is hard. 100%. It is hard to be to be a good communicator, be a good listener. Um, habit number six then is synergy. So work together to achieve more. So it's like you know, if you want to go, what is the what is the saying? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, 
grew together. Like, you know, if you do synergize with other people, like team up with people, you know, there's, there's some other thing, I think like, you know, like um, two people individually, I think in the book it gives the, the analogy of the tree, trying to pick apples from the tree. Both people reaching with the top of their tippy toes couldn't reach the apples, but when one person, um, you know, got on the other person's shoulders, they were able to reach all of the apples. So although they were able to get zero apples as individuals together, they were able to get all the apples. So this kind of concept of synergizing, not necessarily trying to go it alone. And again, that's kind of what we try to do at Finding Fail, you know, offering coaching and community and different things that kind of give people that space where they can feel supported in their goals. And, you know, um, because we work together, you know, because we got, instead of just having one personal trainer, we got a team of personal trainers to get so many more insights and areas of expertise um, and it's just a much more effective coaching system i think like our whole thing is trying to make our program better than one-on-one -on -one personal training uh, because of the community because of the flexibility with the timetable because of the variety of coaching the different styles um you know that's kind of really what we're trying to do so that's habit number six which is synergize and then last but not least is habit number seven and this is sharpening the saw so this is you can see from the way in the right if you're watching you can see the circle so everything is encircled by habit number seven which is sharpening the saw it's like you know going back over this stuff and refining your skills, refining your mission, ref refining your, your goals, refining your plan um, and reviewing and trying to learn more and more and trying to improve your communication skills over time. That is the key. Renewing yourself regularly, always trying to sharpen the saw. Um, and the, the, the story gives in the book as well as, you know, the guy trying to cut down the tree, you know, he's, you know, why don't you just, why don't you take, why don't you stop and sharpen that saw? And he's like, oh no, I've already been doing it for seven hours or something like that. Whereas, whereas if he had taken the time to sharpen the saw, he would have got it done in half the time, but he wouldn't take the hour or two out to sharpen the saw. He can simply to just kind of, you know, keep pushing forward with the same old saw, doing the same old thing, getting the same old result. Um, instead of just taking that time to be, again, back to having a one, a more proactive person um, and sharpening the saw. So and anything to add? Because I know I did rush a little bit through them last couple of points there, Brian. Any any kind of major insights on on habit maybe six and seven? I think I think I think you pretty much. I mean, I think synergy is pretty pretty self-explanatory. Although again, monumentally important. Like yet, yeah, like I mean, teamwork is 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 crucial. And like I said, if you want to go, if you if you want to go quick, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I love that. That's like, that's perfect. And as I said, the analogy for the apple and tree is brilliant. So, but the big thing I want to work on is. Number seven, this is probably like one of the, like, if you're in fighting fit, you know, in, employment, this is what we work on all the time. So all of it's sharpened. So it's like everybody already pretty much has the skills that we need. It's like, but they're all very blunt tools. And obviously they're getting sharper and sharper every day. But one of the biggest things I would like in this to is exactly what it says. It's like, if you've ever worked with a blunt knife in the kitchen, nothing slows everything down more than a blunt knife. And so it's like, if you get your ability to work quick and safely is with a sharp knife. And so we need something that can cut through. And one of the biggest things that I've done that's really helped me like literally and metaphorically uh, cut through people's bullshit is, you know, start to become a better communicator. And so it's like one of the big issues with people and health and fitness is that they have all these limiting beliefs and stories and they seem so sincere and they're so genuine. And one of the things that I really had to work on myself more than anything else is start to kind of be a little bit blunter, you know, which is, you know, a little bit opposite of what we're talking about. But like, like I said, you, I sorry, you have to be able to cut through stuff, not be blunt, but obviously be somewhat blunt. You have to be tactful in getting to the root of the issue. And to be able to do that bluntly is kind of where most people get to maybe where I was at the beginning, but starting to be able to do that and have people walk away feeling good about themselves. Again, back to communication is like, it's, it's, it's very, very hard to understand somebody 
understand where they're coming from and then still to be able to explain away the problem and kind of cut to what it really is and that's a skill that like again you need books you need books and books and books and information to try and figure out how to do that correctly and then you need to put it into practice and so our iron sharpens iron it's like as you get in there every day and you kind of battle it out it's like you're going to get better and better and better that's kind of one of the the daily practices but there are some things like you can do like a book or a podcast it's like where you take the time to specifically focus on that thing to get better and be more precise at what it is that you're trying to do um, exercise is obviously one um, the big thing for me for exercise like that I constantly do I haven't I rarely use my saw anymore I'm constantly doing mobility I'm just if you if you look at me in the gym I'm, I'm just constantly over there sharpening myself to become a more effective tool rather than you know putting this thing into practice tool. yeah it's like I'm not interested yeah. in doubling down the iron I'm interested in precision and being really really effective and so that's kind of what I kind of do and the big thing is as I said for sharpening yourself for nutrition is you know are you doing research are you taking the time to kind of come away and design your meal plan review the meal plans like that's the kind of sharpening the saw work that most people just don't do as I said there's very very tempting to just saw away for seven hours because the thoughts of sharpening the saw is only going to slow you down but coming away from that mentality and just starting to understand it's like there is some things that I would do that to most people would seem like a waste of time or like you're being lazy or like you're not doing the actual work when in fact that is the most important thing that you could do is you know doing the mobility work sitting down doing the meal plan you know taking the time like meditation um, is, is another fantastic one you know for mindfulness and just kind of my goodness like meditation just really really quickly is like you know if you are lost in your brain or having trouble with discipline or timekeeping or just organizing and being of use to yourself like meditations like the man who doesn't have time to meditate for five minutes should meditate for 30 minutes i think is the quote and so it's like you know these things that seem like a waste of time it's like could not be more useful and and more what what would you say effective effective but more um pay dividends you know like they're like it's, it's an investment is what it is and so there's some things that you're going to do that it's going to be an investment in your future and to not invest in your future because you're afraid of wasting time is such a false economy and that once we can, can get into the idea of sharpening the soul of coming away from the task to work on yourself to be more effective on the task is the probably the most important habit maybe apart from uh, being proactive like if you can and that's part of being proactive. If you can understand, it's like, I need to come away from this in order to get this thing right. I'm going to be proactive instead of reactive. I need to sharpen the sword one at a time. It's like, we need to be proactive about it and understand it's like the best thing to do yeah. is be more effective. Sharpen the sword six weeks ago. Yeah. But the next yeah. best time is to sharpen it right now. Today. Yeah. Okay, guys. Well, listen, that is the seven habits of highly effective people. If you want us to go into more detail, do uh, maybe a 2.0 version of this because there is a lot to cover. Uh, in this book it is it is quite in depth obviously it is made very simple but again there is a lot a lot to each habit you could kind of go on and on um, on each point but that's just kind of a, a brief overview you've got enough to kind of sink your teeth into and hopefully start making some small changes um if you have any questions then that we covered today feel free to reach out you know send us a dm send us a message leave a comment uh, we, are, we will get back to all comments uh, and messages if any other members or anyone following us in general has any other book recommendations or, or topics that she likes to cover please let us know as i said this is going to happen every monday at 12 o'clock um uh, we're probably going to keep going live uh, on, on youtube and facebook anyway um, but there would at least be a new episode out every week so again so follow along like and share comment make sure you subscribe to the podcast spotify 
YouTube, all, all, all the usual places. And I said, we're, we're an open book. If you have any questions, we're more than happy to, to more than happy to help in any way we can. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Good, man. So, cool. And I'll see you, see you during the week, Brand. Talk soon, bro. Bye-bye. Peace.